Lots has been happening at Pathstone Mental Health this fall uh, to improve um, access to mental health for kids and for parents who are wanting to reach uh, therapists and other services at Pathstone. So I'm going to get right to it. I have Kim Rossi on the show today from Pathstone Foundation. Hi, Kim. Uh, you have some big stuff going on at Pathstone, so lots for us to talk about. But let's talk first. There's been a big change in how parents and even kids can can get in touch with uh, Pathstone and get into the process of seeing a counselor and so on and, and being able to access the services. So, so what's happening there? So we need parents to understand where they can go now. So it's actually a bigger conversation than just Pathstone. It is if your child or youth and you're living in Niagara, anywhere in Niagara, needs any kind of mental health care or support and they're under the age of 18, you can just come to Pathstone directly. And in the past and for the past, I'd say two decades at least, they've been directed to another agency to then do an intake process, and then that agency would triage to the appropriate child service, child and youth service. So it wasn't just for Pathstone, this other agency, and this is Contact Niagara I'm speaking of. Now, with anything, anything to do with mental health whatsoever involving children and youth under the age of 18, you don't have to take that step anymore. You can just come to Pathstone directly to either us online at pathstonementalhealth.ca or by calling our main number, which is 905 688-6850, you hit extension eight, and you're connected with a clinical person right off the bat. And from there, you'll express to them what the mental health issue or need is. And from there, they will do an intake over the phone with you, in person with you if you like, or you can fill out this form in advance online. And the process starts, then we, we've got you from there. So basically, the Pathstone door is the right door for youth mental health care of any sort anywhere in Niagara. And if it's not something that Pathstone specializes in and does, or if we recommend a program that is not within Pathstone, we take care of putting you where you need to be. Um, it's, a, it's a more collaborative approach. It's a seamless approach. It is a conversation between the parent caregiver or youth and us to find the best program that suits based on where you live, how available you are, what your transportation needs look like, and then of course, what the mental health concern is. So we're really excited about this. We've got a huge intake team that's ready to take your calls, to take your questions, and then to get you where you need to be quicker and more effectively, for sure. And is this a 24, I wanna delve in a little bit into why this makes a big difference, but is this a 24 hour line for for people to call? Because it's not so, your crisis line, right? So if you could just differentiate not. between those. Yeah, so crisis and support operates the same way that it always has 24-7-1-800-263-4944. And that's 24-7 support for mental health. Um, our walk-in clinics, 10 of them across the region, operating Monday to Friday from Fort Erie all the way through to Grimsby and everything in between stays just as it is. You you come in, no appointment, no health card, no referral necessary, and you can be seen by one of our clinical staff members to talk about whatever happens to be on your mind. The other very interesting part is if at that walk-in clinic session, no matter where it is, there's a, a, a recommendation for further Pathstone services, you could do the intake form right there with the counselor and 
you're you're on your way. So again, it's any touch point that is a pathstone touch point will connect you with youth mental health services from zero up to the age of 18 if you're living in Niagara. And again, it's still at no cost. So just give me an idea of if it's not just pathstone services, what other services and supports are out there that that pathstone does not um, have in its sort of arsenal of, of treatment? For sure. So oftentimes, or not oftentimes, but occasionally we'll have to make a referral to make Master Children's Hospital, for example, or to Niagara Health, depending on the severity of, of what the issue is that we're talking about. Um, if there's a, a, a complex case, so uh, if there's, say, ADHD and a mental health issue, there may be a, a different referral path that we would recommend. Um, if you need a psychological assessment for your child or youth. We don't do psychological assessments at Pathstone, but we can put you into um, the organization or to the uh, psychologist that does those things. So again, we, we have our hands on you completely, but we may not necessarily be offering you the services under our roof. But you're with when, when you're in Pathstone's basically hug, or once you've come through our doors, we're going to take care of putting you where you need to be. So explain, Explain for for parents out there, what's the difference between the way it's been with contact Niagara triaging mm -hmm. and yeah. sending people to different services and Pathstone triaging? Because it sounds a bit the same, right? Sure, I, and I can understand that. So 20 years ago when contact Niagara was established to be essentially the quarterback for children's children's services, social services, so whether it was FACS or Bethesda or us, et cetera, um, we didn't have the same notoriety. I don't feel 20 years ago, we didn't talk about these issues as much as we talk about them now. So I think part of it is the Pathstone brand is so big and so strong now. We're also a lead agency for Niagara in the children's mental health space for the province of Ontario. So it's not only us that has been given this mandate to follow along through the Ministry of Health, it's also Hamilton and Brampton as well uh, that have that same type of designation now. So they're also making this move. And, and I should mention that this all takes effect October 31st at Pathstone and I believe January 1st in Hamilton. So they're, they're taking a little bit more time to. And the other part of it is we don't want parents telling their story twice. We don't want them to have to go to two different places. They know Pathstone as children and youth mental health. So let them come here and we can take care of it from there. Yeah, there's a comfort level. Um, sure. I have never really understood why there were two. It, it didn't make sense to me why you would go to contact first and then over to Pathstone. This, this is very, very logical to me. It also makes a huge difference in wait times. So you've discovered in going through this process that there was a bit of a disconnect for wait times. For sure. So if if people were coming to us directly through, you know, walk-in clinic, we were able to manage, or if they were referred to us in a different way, not through Contact Niagara, we had our own wait list going on. And then when Contact Niagara would process the referrals that were for Pathstone, we would get another influx of, of people that would we would have to add to that wait list. So now we have one list with all of the clients that we are ready to see on it. Um, it's like, again, we've talked about, like it's a streamlined process. So we have everything that we're, all the work we need to do is right in front of us 24 um, seven. And 
the, the team that we have doing intake specifically that are calling the people that are on the wait list to, to process them through, to talk about which clinic or which program suits them best based on the assessment, they're, they're getting through those numbers, like through those people in rapid form because it's all they're doing. They don't have any other program and service to, to deliver. Contact Niagara had a number of balls to balance for sure. They are still going to be doing social services for children and youth, just not for us. Um, so that's the other part of it. We have one focus. It's child and youth mental health and nothing else. There's no other distraction. Yeah, I think we should we should be kind of clear that we're we're not really you're not dissing Contact Niagara. Contact Niagara will still, still exist and, and play a you know, a really big role in, in mental health for kids. Uh, but you are, well, sorry, in, in that sort of broader health for kids and, but you're taking over the mental health side. Now, my understanding is that kind of what was happening was that, that you would, if I was a parent, I would go to contact Niagara. I would go on a waiting list there because there's a waiting list. I mean, there's, you know, there's just right now, there's such a, a need. But then that would move over to Pathstone and then get added to the Pathstone waiting list. So not only was there sort of a disconnect on on where you would go and what's going to happen, but you are now shortening, potentially shortening wait times. There were two lines. You had to go wait in this line and then you had to go wait in this line. And, and I'm not saying that Pathstone has no wait list because that's not true. Our wait list has greatly diminished, but we are waiting for those clients that are sitting at Contact Niagara to be transferred over to us October 31st, but we're ready for it. Um, so I would say in the meantime, if, if parents now, if parents have any questions or concerns with regards to mental health support for their child or youth, you just call us directly. It's really, really simple. It's very, it's a, it's a straight line, straight path. There's no distractions on either side of it. You can just call us directly and we will, we have you from there. Before we move on, just to reiterate, um, and I'm not going to read the, um, the phone numbers, but the easiest way is to go to pastonementalhealth.ca and right there, you'll find the contact line. So that is for the sort of non-emergency situations. And then there's a crisis line for immediate service. And then, of course, if you're if the, if the crisis is really severe, you should always call 911 and, uh, and go directly to the hospital. Absolutely. Other services are coming on board, though, which uh, the big one is River House in Welland. So let's talk a bit about River House and what that means to the services that you can provide. So River House uh, actually opened September 13th in Welland, and uh, it was a it was a great day and lots of celebration because Niagara South and Welland specifically now has the services that Branscombe Center and St. Catharines offers, but a lot closer to home for kids and families that are seeking our support. So we're thrilled to be in Welland. We're thrilled to be able to be 11 minutes to Port Colburn versus 32 minutes if they had to come to St. Catharines. Like it makes a big difference. Um, and then the other celebratory part about Welland is that we just opened a walk-in clinic as well at the Seaway Mall, and that's every Monday. And we hope to expand that walk-in clinic in the coming months. It's just a staffing uh, issue right now, but uh, we know that the success of walk-in clinics in centrally located spaces like the Penn Center do very well when you are trying to meet kids where they need to be met. 
And the Seaway Mall is another shining example of where the kids are. There is so much happening at the Seaway Mall from the Cineplex Theater, and that's where our walk-in clinic is closest to, to the uh, launch center that Niagara Catholic has. There's a cosmetology program offered there for grade 12 students. There's a daycare. There's early years. There's a library. I mean, there is so much community happening at the Seaway Mall. It is exactly where we should be. And, and the decision um, to go to Seaway is, I imagine, based on the success of the walk-in clinic that you have at Penn Center, which opened, I think, about a year ago. In January, we'll be celebrating one official full year of walk-in clinic at Penn Center. Yeah, and it's been a wonderful experience for them and for us. Yeah, because kids can, just, can be at the mall. And, and they, they don't need a parent. They can just go in and it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many kids have you seen? Do you have any idea how many kids you've seen there? That's a really good question. Actually, I was just grabbing some data to send over to the Penn Center because I send them a monthly report. I can tell you it's the busiest that we have when you average out to single day out of all the walk-in clinics we have, Penn Center is the busiest one. And we're seeing about 1,400 kids through walk-in every year right now. Well, that's pretty substantial, isn't it? What are you seeing with kids the most often coming into the program? Because during COVID, I think OCD became, uh, sorry, eating disorders became the number one mental health issue you were seeing with kids contacting and coming into Pathstone. So what are you looking at now, now that kids are back at school full time? Yeah, so during the pandemic, it was the young ones that were dealing with like buckets of anxiety, which totally makes sense based on, you know, their years on on this earth and and what they're able to comprehend and parents weren't able to sue them all that much because they didn't know what was going on and as you mentioned eating disorders for the like young preteen into the teenage years were definitely and self-harm was the other one that was quite big you know um to say what what is happening now i mean we're seeing a lot of um abuse in families not us personally i'm saying in our community we're seeing a lot of um domestic violence and and what what is the word I'm looking for intimate partner um, violence intimate partner violence and that's traumatizing for not only the children in that family if there are children in that family but the school they go to the community that they live in and we're all we've all been affected by it with what happened in Lincoln and now what happened in Sault Ste. Marie um, so I think that that's definitely something that we are going to see from a from a trauma, um, grief and trauma lens. Um, anxiety is always a big one with little people. Like that is just something that the, the, the great unknown is something that kind of uh, sh- shakes them. So our grief program is actually our busiest right now. Um, and that one is, you know, three to six sessions there. It, I'm not going to say it's a small mental health issue because that would be cheapening what someone might think is a larger problem. But I'm going to say the not as complex cases that we can work on strategies and support mechanisms so that they can self-soothe. So I think that and I think the other part of it is our work is going to get easier the more people come from a prevention standpoint that are coming to the walk-in clinic, that are coming to brief when the issues are singular and not layered. So I hope that kind of answered your question. I, I don't know, you know, specific cases of we're really heavy on depression and we're really heavy on something yeah, else right yeah. now. But it does sort of make um, a difference, a different take uh, because 
it doesn't surprise me that it's a, it's a broader issue for a lot of kids because going back to school full time they're not it's been one one semester really of full time mm-hmm. well where's the assurance that it's not the wheels aren't going to fall off again right especially for little littler kids who really probably weren't able to internalize what was happening because they didn't know a lot of of small, younger kids didn't actually know what normal was for school during those three years. And you don't only see teenagers coming in, you see younger kids. So the average age of kids going to a walk-in clinic is 11.7 years old. So if that gives you any indication as to kind of that catchment that we're really seeing, it's like that 9, 10, 11, 12 is the biggest demographic. And then the little smaller ones, like just over six. And then we're getting into the teenagers. The teenagers numbers are starting to grow for sure, Um, which is actually good because I think we can be very helpful and effective for them, especially if they don't want to talk to their parents at that stage in the game. Well, yeah, and I think that, you're talking about earlier about how the uh, greater um, visibility that Pastone has in the community about what you do, the greater the understanding for parents on knowing what to look for. Because yeah. a parent might not know what to look for for a nine-year-old or 10-year-old or 11-year-old, and especially younger than that, what does anxiety look like? Mm-hmm. So knowing the what Pastone does may yeah. help those parents to say, okay, maybe I think that's what's happening to my kid. I'm going to call and I'm going to have intake. It doesn't mean they have to go forward with it. It will just help them understand, is there a problem? Because there right. isn't always a problem for someone who goes to, to a clinic, a walk-in. And I think does not need very, to go further? I think you make a very good point too. And, and again, stressing that when you're calling and hitting extension eight, to do intake referrals, self, self-referral, um, you're speaking to a clinician. So they have the expertise. They are, they, they are ready for this. It's not um, an, an administrative position. This is, this is someone that's done the work in mental health to be able to assess appropriately. So I think that that part of it is very important. And I think too, for parents and caregivers, and we talk about this a lot, when you talk about trying to connect with your kids and asking them what's wrong, just saying what's wrong, you have a bad attitude or that's not going to work as well as saying what you see, what you're observing with them. I've noticed you haven't wanted to go to dance lately um, and you're, you're just kind of not getting your feet on the floor in the morning. Is, is, is something going on? Is there talk about what you're noticing to acknowledge that you are paying attention and I think that we know that they're more inclined to open up when you've identified what you're observing versus just, hey, what's what's your problem? What, yeah, why aren't you doing your homework anymore? Are you lazy? What's going, you know, oh, you just want to see your friends. Get off your cell phone. Sometimes that has, that's indicative of a, of a larger problem than. But, but we do it all, right. We do it all the time, right? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Okay, great. And they, we think everything's fine. Well, that wasn't a a, a, a strategic enough question to engage in conversation and to have someone feel safe enough to open up. Because when you say what you see, that means you've noticed and you've now they feel seen. And now they're going to feel heard when they start talking to you about what it is that's on their mind or what's bothering them. And of course, it's anonymous, so they don't have to worry about their friends finding out. 
So let's go back now to fundraising. So you have another couple of exciting uh, fundraising events coming up. And one of them is they're, they're actually return, um, been going for a couple of years. And one of them that's really important is Project Plaid. So if you can give me a, just yeah. give me a quick overview of why Project Plaid is important and, um, you know, what people can do to make a donation to that. Project Plaid is a community-wide movement for sure and uh, started just after two, 2019, 2019, uh, by uh, Shanta Rangaratnam and her family. And it was in memory of her daughter, Amelia DeRoche, and her signature style was plaid. And so hence Project Plaid was born. So for anyone that doesn't know the backstory, Pat Stone has uh, taken on the Project Plaid movement over the last few years in partnership with Meridian. And um, really it's, it's about Amelia and keeping her bright light shining, but it's also about all of those that we have lost to suicide. It's about suicide prevention. It's about what we just talked about, saying what you see, noticing other people, being curious about others. It's safer to say something than not say something. And because and, we always worry about saying the wrong thing, but saying nothing can be more harmful. So we really want to educate and empower our community to be able to go out and be in front of others, maybe in their most vulnerable or most desperate time, and be able to say what they see and acknowledge and support them and direct them. Because every time we talk about Pathstone, we educate the community about who we are and where to seek support. So Project Plaid is for the full month of November. It all kind of culminates to Plaid Friday, which is always the final Friday in November. And so we've got an ice dogs game the night before on Plaid Eve. On Plaid Friday, DDL Accounting is doing a donation match with us up to $10,000. So if you post on social in your Plaid, you share your mental health story, or you donate to Pathstone or do all three, we'll be tracking and DDL will be matching. Uh, Meridian Credit Union already contributed $10,000 to the campaign and we'll be doing a donation match on volunteer hours and other events. We have Portraits in the Vineyard back after a rest last year, November 19th at Henry of Pelham Winery. You can sign up for that online. Of course, our swag is for sale. We've got some really fun pieces this year. The hats, the scarves, the mitts are new, the pins are new, and the dog bandanas are new in three sizes and three plaid treatments. So we'll be selling those at the Penn Center store, the Seaway Mall store, CAA Niagara Falls, and CAA Grimsby as well as seven McDonald's locations will have them. They'll be asking you to top up your donation to Pathstone through the month of November. On Plaid Friday, a dollar from every box of chicken nuggets will support Pathstone. And finally, Mavericks Donuts and Mr. Mike's have come on board this year. If you order a dozen donuts from Mavericks in the month of November, you get the Plaid dozen and Tummy Express will deliver them free. So uh, they're supporting Project Plaid in that way. And Mr. Mike's is hosting a Giving Tuesday event, November 14th, which is a Tuesday as mentioned, at both locations, St. Catharines and Welland, where 10% of all sales will support Pathstone. So it's endless. So if you wanna check out our page, pathstonefoundation.ca, click on events, and you can see the whole calendar. We're doing t-shirt days. It's gonna be very fun. I'm right out there immediately to get the doggy bandanas for my dogs because they'll just look spectacular. Kim, thanks so much for uh, for talking to me today. Uh, really important just to remind the uh, contact, go directly to Pathstone.
the pop-up will come up right on the home screen. You click it and it takes you right to the page of information. You can do your self-referral intake online easily. And someone from our team will reach right back to you and connect with you. You'll have a conversation and there you are, you're in.